0: Alright, good morning. Welcome to High Point Church. My name is Annie, I'm the lead pastor here. Uh, welcome to our viewers online. This is High Point Church. You're a uh, part of this as well. Thrilled to be worshiping with you today. Uh, we are getting into it here in just a moment. But before we get too far in, I always like to just explain the context of what's happening right now in the life of our church. Uh, this is High Point. We're meeting in uh, the historic, newly renovated historic building here in downtown Kennesaw. And this is what we call a preview service. So we've been meeting, uh, we met for the first time uh, in person last month. And it was exciting and it was fun. And then we got to this week, right, one month later, and All of the things that could have gone wrong in the first service (laughs) did. You guys didn't get to experience that. If you're just watching online, you didn't necessarily either. But my point is, a preview service gives you the ability to have a real worship experience, but also you're working out some of the kinks and some of the challenges. We had a train go through. I mean, it 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 was beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful time. So this is a preview service. We are, ha- we, are- we are preparing and getting ready for what feels like the grand opening, grand reopening of our church in September. So every month we have a monthly in-person service. We may be able to squeeze a couple more in, uh, in between now and then, but we will also have uh, a moment during the summer. You're going to hear more details uh, in the coming weeks, but we're calling it DNA. You'll see the slide up uh, here in just a second. But we have a location, TBD, to be determined. But this is where we will be talking and experiencing community together. We're going to be laughing together, hopefully having a little bite to eat together, and really catching the heart of this house, the heart of High Point. Did you know that God has great plans for you? He has a purpose for your life. He has, the God of heaven and earth, has great plans And great purposes for your life. And he has great plans and purposes for our church. The people of God when they come together. And so the fitting of that is a really important conversation. It's a fun one. It's exciting. It's healthy. It's good. And that's why we're in a series called Brick by Brick. Because God is building his church. One piece at a time. And so today we're getting into the first piece. And in the weeks to come and at DNA, you're going to hear more about it. I really hope you make it a priority for you this summer. Not only will it be helpful for you, it's going to be a lot of fun too. With that, turn in your Bibles to the book of Acts. All right, if you're on version, you can turn there in your app. One of the things that we've been saying as we've been relaunching is that we are a church. We want to be a church that's in the city. Obviously, we're in, in Kennesaw, the Marietta-Ackworth-Woodstock area. But that we want to be in, known as a church that's for our city. That we're for it. That we're passionate about it. That, we're, that we desire God's best for his people. And so the series Brick by Brick that we're starting is all about the, the, God, the, the early days of God's church and how He uses you as the individual and how He uses us as a people and how He fits it together. There's a show that, that Amy and I and our family love to watch. It's called Lego Masters. Anybody watch Lego Masters here at all? I see a few hands. You know, they film it like right down the street, which is pretty wild. Well, there's a there's an Australia version that we just started watching, and all the Aussie, you know, all the accents, and now the kids are walking around the house trying to, you know, talk like they're Australian, and it's a good time. It's a good time. All right, we love it. They build some amazing things out of Legos. Well, one of the best episodes that we've seen thus far was last night, and the challenge was to build. The biggest bridge that could hold the most amount of weight. And you've got these little Legos. And piece after piece after piece, they get put together. And these bridges are able to hold over 200 pounds. And they're not like, you know, it's not this gigantic bridge. It's, a, it's just a toy bridge. But it's amazing when it's built right. It's amazing when it's built the way that it it should be, how much strength it has. And it's an amazing picture of the church. Person by person, little brick by little brick, when we come together, it's amazing what God can do. It's amazing the strength of God's church when when we fit together right. Isn't that amazing? Let's pray, and then we're going to get into it. Father, thank you for this time today. Thank you for your word. I pray that it would minister to us. I pray it would speak to us and convict us and shape us to become more like you. In the name of Jesus, amen. We're after becoming strong this summer because God, I believe, has called us to be the kind of church that can shoulder weight. I believe God wants to do something extraordinary through our church. In this community, through you. It's going to be a special time. Acts chapter 1. Jesus has died. He's risen again. Or excuse me, he hasn't risen again. He's risen from the grave. Two times. I mean, who's the sequel, right? Jesus has risen from the grave. He spent about 40 days with his disciples. He's appeared to them. He's been eating with them. He's been doing life with them. Here we have uh, the account of Jesus in his final days before he ascends back to heaven. On one occasion, verse 4, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You've heard about this thing called repentance and turning to God, but what you haven't experienced yet is the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's coming. Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. Verse 7, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. Jesus, the Father, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have have been working in tandem, waiting for the perfect time for Jesus to appear in the flesh, to walk with men. Since literally the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned, God's plan for restoration and rescuing humanity has been put into play. Can you imagine the, 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 the moment when all the stars, have, so to speak, have aligned in Jesus? It's, it's Time is now. And Jesus is born of Mary. And all the, the plans that have been in motion, slowly but surely, the timing was just right. Oh, this is significant. This is big. This is huge. Jesus walks the earth after waiting thousands of years for this moment. For 30 years, He grows as a man, and then with three additional years, He ministers with His disciples to the age of roughly 33. And then He dies the death on our behalf for your sin and mine And he's raised again three days later. And then he returns to heaven and he hands the keys to the mission to the disciples. Now, it's hard for me to articulate the magnitude, the significance. You've waited. You've you've given your life for this mission. This rescue mission. Literally, you died for it. You were separated from your heavenly father. It was agonizing to the point of your sweat looking like blood. And then all the events take place. And you just, you put it in the hands of these rascally disciples. Now, I, our kids are just at the age where I will, every once in a while, I can zip out to like the store and come back home and leave them in charge of themselves for like a minute. Like we're talking, we're talking like five minutes. And sometimes this goes well. And sometimes this does not go well. All right. Parents know this. If you've ever put your kids in charge of anything, there's just no telling quite how it's gonna go. The disciples are no different. And yet we're talking about the restoration of humanity to God, and God, and God has put it in the hands of the disciples the magnitude of this moment, the weight of this moment. But he doesn't leave them alone. What does he give them? He gives them the power of the Holy Spirit to be his witness. Every movement has a moment. And this is it. The Holy Spirit is about to hit the room. And this is the moment that everyone has been waiting for. Think about movements that have had moments. Uh, Many of you have an iPhone in your pocket or in your bag or purse or in your hand. Literally, right now. Yet you may not know how this company, Apple, started. It started with Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs literally in a garage in Los Altos, California. There they are, in a garage, dreaming about you know, Apple computers, and it didn't take long for the first IMAX or whatever they were called. I don't even know the actual name of the, the, the make and model, but Apple products start getting made. And, and all of a sudden, it doesn't take long. We've got IMAX and iPhones and AirPods and iPods and, and every kind of pod. And Apple products that have literally changed the world. They've changed how we communicate with one another. Think about it. This this movement had a moment, and that moment took place in a garage. Okay? Then you've got Frank Oz and Jim Henson. And you may not know who these guys are. Yes, that is Yoda, one of the most significant figures to affect planet Earth. We'll get to that in just a minute. (laughs) Frank Oz and Jim Henson. Frank meets Jim Henson when he's 19 years old in high school. And they go on to make Muppet Babies and Sesame Street. And Frank Oz is literally the voice of, like, every character. He's Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Animal, Bert, Grofer, and, of course, the legend himself, <laughs> Yoda. Every movement has a moment. Theirs happened in high school at 19 years of age. Then you have a company. One of my favorites, February 4th, 1960. You got a company that, that part of their warehouse burns down. Right? It wasn't called Lego at the time. They used to build farm equipment, but the stock market crash, they began, they added a toy line because they needed something to supplement lost money, so they built wooden toys. And the wooden toy line became such a hit, and things were going well, and then the warehouse burns down. And they have a critical decision to be made. One that had a lot of people sitting around a room just like this. And they had to decide, do we go back and start building wooden toys again? Or do we take and invest in this crazy little plastic block and just bet the farm on it? And they went for it. And Lego is born. The most profitable toy company on earth. Planet. Our house has no shame in playing with Legos. There might be a few Lego sets in my church office. I'm just saying, there might be. There might be. Every movement has a moment. Christianity is being birthed as a movement right here, and the moment is upon them as the Holy Spirit hits the room for the first time. Verse Chapter 2 in Acts, verse 1 through 6. The day of Pentecost came. They were all together in one place. This is what Jesus had told them to do wait, wait for the Holy Spirit. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. That's pretty wild. That's a wild, wild moment. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. The Holy Spirit hits the room with men and women, about 120 people. If you took both of our church services and our online service and you crammed them all into one spot, we'd have about the same amount of people sitting in a room, praying, and they're, 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 praising, G- they're praising God on Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit hits the room, and it sounds like a rushing wind, and it's so powerful. They begin, they begin praising God in other tongues. Not only that, it looks like tongues of fire are upon their head. And the crowd outside hears what has taken place. They don't know what's going on, but there's a commotion, there's a stirring, and they come running and a crowd is gathered. And the amazing thing that they hear is that all, of the, all the nations that are gathered, all of them begin to hear God being preached, the gospel being preached, God being glorified in their native tongue. And they have no explanation for it. This is Pentecost, which we oftentimes don't understand the significance of this moment. Another description of it is the festival of first harvest. you got to love how God works. Because you have Jews gathered from all over the nations and they've come to celebrate and thank God for the first fruits of their harvest, their grain, the crops that God has given them. They're thanking Him. Thank you for the first fruits. Thank you for the harvest. And God in this moment has not only received their worship, but He's turning this group of people into the actual first fruits harvest. This is the first outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the first moment that people are about to be transformed from the inside out. Every movement has a moment, and this is it. And guess what, church? Don't miss this. Our church is right in the middle of a moment as well. As God is regathering and rebirthing and bringing his people together to see transformation come to this community into the community that you live in don't miss this moment and the outpouring i believe of the holy spirit in your life as well peter stands up and he begins to preach people think that he's drunk that's how powerful I mean imagine when you see somebody drunk it's you know there's the kind of the, the stumbling bumbling image that you have in mind the move of the spirit is so powerful in this moment that people are like these people, these, these, these folks are drunk these folks are crazy but they're not they're just moved by the power of the spirit the, power, the, the the word here by the way is dunamos for the holy spirit the power of it and it's where we get the word dynamite Because it is explosive. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Peter stands up and preaches and all these people are are cut to the heart. He says, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Savior. Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, what should we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, all whom the Lord our God will call. Who are these people that are far off? Who is it these people, who are these people that Peter is talking about? He's talking about you. He's talking about me. We are the people, even in this moment that Peter is referring to, that God will use in powerful ways, that He will fill you and I with the power and presence of the Spirit of God. This wasn't a one-time moment or a one-time event. God still moves in His people. He still fills you with His power and with His presence. In fact, this is what it says in Romans when Paul is writing to the church. He says, the Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. The same Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead is the same Spirit that you and I get when you put your faith in Jesus, the same power that raised him back to life is the same power that flows and works and moves in your life. You've got to hear this, church. The same power that brought Jesus out of the tomb is the same power available to you every single day. That is amazing. And many times, because we're on this side of things, we don't know what it was even like pre-Holy Spirit. And so sometimes we don't even have the gratitude and the measure of thanksgiving that we should have because we don't even know what the world might have looked like or felt like when the Holy Spirit hadn't moved in this way from the inside out. People had only experienced the Holy Spirit from the outside. They had tangible moments with the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit had never lived on the inside of them. That's the difference. And it is transformative. And God is still doing it today. So when we talk about a church like ours, and brick by brick, and building His church, Confession. Confession. I'm not the best at managing details. I love details. I love it when they all function. Okay. Our leadership team will tell you, oh man, I can we can talk for days and then like at the end of a team meeting, be like, okay, what needs to actually happen now, right? Like I have to have somebody pin me down on details. I love systems, I love processes, I love when everything functions and works right. And you need to know as a church, we are working diligently and hard on discipleship paths and next steps and all the equipment that we need and setup teams and breakdown teams and rooms for kids and and training and all the things that we need for a church to be able to function and operate right. But understand this, All of those things are good. All of those things are needed. But they are secondary to a people of God who are hungry and passionate for the presence and power of God at work in their life. Everything else is secondary to that. That is what must mark us as a people. When we talk about brick by brick, the bottom brick, the base, the foundation, must be people who are hungry for more of Jesus, who are hungry for the very Spirit of God at work inside of us, filled with His presence and moving in His power. This is what must mark us as a people. More than great systems. More even than just great Talented worship. I want all of that. I want good messages. I want all those things. But you know what has to come? More than that is a people, a collective people who are hungry for God, hungry for Him to move. When Jesus gave you and me and the the people of God the Holy Spirit. He didn't just make you the incredible Hulk. He didn't just say, hey, Here's some power, have a good time. Right? If I did that with my kids, that would be trouble. Okay? No, He gives you power, but with a purpose. And what is that purpose? The Bible says it's to be His witness. You have been filled with the power of God that you might testify. That your life might be a mirror of his goodness. That your lips might open and declare the praises of the God who has changed you and made you new. That you might be a person or a people that literally just declare who God is and what you've seen him do. What have you seen God do? Ask yourself this for just a moment. What have you seen God do? Because this is what the Holy Spirit is empowering you to do something about. Here's, here's, I'll say this, because in our quest for systems and Western church, right? And I like it, don't get me wrong. But sometimes we can think that the plan for for you discovering your purpose or for reaching people or church growth or all these things, that it's this thing out there that God's kingdom coming and you tasting and experiencing it is this, is this, is this plan you know, that you've got to find. But Jesus doesn't give any of those details. You don't ever see him talk about any of these things. He literally just says, man, like I, I'm going to show you what it looks like to be the kingdom, He does it for three years. And then he says, okay, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to go ahead and leave. (laughs) Go for it. Like, I can feel my heart, like, racing at this. I would be the person, we're watching The Chosen in our house, which if you haven't, please do it. It's amazing. But I see people in the show, and I'm like, that's me. God, help me. That's me, right? I see myself in it with all the protesting and all the buts and the commas and the the need for things to be in a specific place and order and no, 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 no. Just take a deep breath. Here's where it starts. Be filled with the spirit of God. What have you seen me do? Open your mouth and share it. Be my witness. Andy, you are the plan. It's not this far off thing. It's you. You're the plan. You are the plan. We are the plan. Our church is God's plan for his kingdom coming on the earth. Uh, I, again, I'm, I'm watching this show and I've just, I just felt conviction at how easily I have forgotten all that I've seen God do. You'll notice the Bible says so many times, I wish I actually had a count, how many times God encourages people to remember. Like, don't forget. Remember. Don't forget. In fact, here's what you should do. Set up a little monument over here because every time you walk past this, it will remind you of what I've done over and over and over again, the festivals, Pentecost, which were there for. why do they celebrate them? To remind them of God's faithfulness, to be reminded of His goodness and to give God worship. And as I'm preparing this, this message, I'm getting just convicted in my own forgetfulness at what I've seen God do, and God has given you and me the power of the Spirit to testify, to simply be a witness of what I've seen, what I've heard, and what what I've been a part of God doing. As somebody who lost a dad at a very young age, you know what? I've seen God literally move in a family and keep us together That's miraculous. I've seen God heal emotions. I've seen God heal marriages. I've seen people who you would describe and I would describe, and you you get this. I know you do. At the bottom of the barrel, people who you would think there's just no way God can do anything in that person's life. I've seen him do it over and over again. Because that's the kind of God that He is. He is a miracle-working, good, faithful, and gracious God. I've been on a mission trip to Mexico with our church. Ministering in poor villages, hiring translators, and I tell you not, I mean, I kid you not. You know, we would, you'd knock on what wasn't even a door in these villages and invite people to come to the tree in the middle of the village to hear about Jesus. And you'd have a crowd in about 30 minutes of about 100 people just standing around a tree, translator, talking about Jesus. And on one occasion, one of the, one of the women that came couldn't speak. She was mute, just like you see in the Bible. And she was motioning for her family member to have somebody pray for her. And somebody did. They laid hands on her right there. Middle of a dirt road. Under a tree. And asked God to heal her. And I kid you not, if the Holy Spirit didn't hit in this moment. And this woman opened her mouth and began to pray as God. And when I say that people flew to the center of this village... It was like a madman. I'm sitting here as a missionary, eyes wide open. <laughs> can't even, I, can't, I can't even believe what I've seen. The translator is speechless. It says he's been translating for years. He's never seen anything like it. And later, as he's translating the gospel, he stops as the tears are coming down his own eyes because what he's translating as he's preaching Somebody else's message is coming out of his mouth and turning right around and penetrating his own heart. He gives his life to Jesus. I've seen God do amazing things. And you know what God is asking you and me and our church in this hour to be and do? Simply to be a people who are hungry for his presence, filled with his power, To be his witness. What have you seen him do? What have you seen God do? What's he done in your life? What's he brought you through? What's he held you through? How's he healed you? How's he provided for you? How's he restored you? How's he saved you and made you new? What is it that David writes? Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Because we are a people who forget. But today, be filled with the Spirit of God. Be filled with his power to be his witness. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you in this moment that you call us to be your sons and daughters. You've called us to be filled with your spirit. To hunger for more of you. And to simply be a witness as to what we've seen and what we've experienced from you. And Lord, this is where our church begins. This is our moment. Fill us, Lord Jesus. Today we declare your goodness and your faithfulness. It's in the name of Jesus. We say thank you. Amen.
1: Amen. Fantastic. Brick by brick. That's how God builds us. That's how he builds his church. Um, Thank you, Pastor Andy, starting this series of walking through Acts, um, a peek into kind of the the birth of the early church. And what we see is a couple things. One, Andy communicated this so well, but we see um, the spirit of God rest heavy on their church. And gosh, I just want to encourage us today. Let's lean into that. Ask God for more of him. Fill me, Lord, with your spirit that you would use me to be your witness. Amen? And then secondly, we see a real concentration on the gospel. Uh, Man, that that the gospel, they they have that weight of carrying the gospel. And God has sent us out as ambassadors. We carry the gospel and we are witnesses of Christ. What an incredible honor and privilege. But we don't do it on our own, obviously. It's God in us. (laughs) We We need that spirit. So, what a, what a great start. Looking forward to the rest of this series. Thank you for joining us online. What, a, what an incredible time that we can be together and worship together um, everywhere around the world. We've got people tuning in.